This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Join the discussion at Ping.TV slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You are listening to Dustin Gold. That is me, folks. I hope everyone is doing great. I had to take yesterday off. I'll just tell you, there's a big issue going on. It's been happening over the last couple of months. And thank God you folks have been reaching out to me keeping me abreast of the situation from the uh, community of listeners out there. So what's happening on Apple Podcasts, which is the most popular podcast player, and I've experienced it myself because that's where I listen to podcasts if I'm in the car. Uh, What's happening is someone goes to play an episode on a particular channel. Let's just say it's the dust and gold standard. Now, normally what happens is Apple Podcasts will play the podcast in order for you. So you can just turn it on when you're hanging out in the house or you're in the shower in the car, and it'll just run through all the episodes and you'll get caught up on everything that you missed. And now what's happening is it's not playing in order or it's going in reverse, or I'll be listening, for instance, to Mike Moore's show. And the next thing you know, I'm listening to my show or I'm listening to Legal Man uh, and The Quash, some other show I listen to. It just bounces over to some other show. And I'll be in the shower. I'm listening to myself, let's say, because sometimes I'll listen to an episode I recorded a month ago if I'm going to talk about uh, that same topic in an upcoming show I try to remind myself what I was talking about so I'll be listening and the next thing you know I'm like wait why am I listening to Mike Moore why am I repeating myself because it's repeating the same episode so what happened over the last uh, month or so I started to notice the uh, listeners dropping on this show and I also 
knew through the analytics that about 72, 73% of folks were listening on Apple Podcasts. I've seen that number drop down to 60%. So a lot of you have reached out and told me this is going on. At the same time, I've got folks in my personal life who I've turned on to the show who said, you know, you're breaking up these shows into segments. I'll be listening. And then it drops off that segment and goes somewhere else. And I've got to figure it out on the player. Uh, So I know it's a major problem. So yesterday was an emergency. I had to take off to try to figure out what's going on. So I start going through all these Apple podcast blogs, and apparently people have been complaining about this for quite some time, and Apple isn't responding. They haven't fixed it. Now, you'll find some blog posts over there if you're searching on Google or whatever search engine you use. I'm sure folks has run into this, and you'll see that uh, people have put out these life hacks and they're like, well, here's what you have to do. You got to go into the settings and you got to turn this on and continuous play. And then Apple with the new iPhone operating system and the new uh, 13 and then the 14 and then this happens. And then you got to build your own uh, radio station inside of there. It's just becoming so complicated. So I don't know what's happening, folks. I don't know if Apple... You know, being part of the technocracy is intentionally trying to crumble one of the past technologies of the third industrial era as they move us into the fourth industrial era. Who knows? The solution may be that you put in the EEG brain reading earphones. So honestly, I found articles about that. That's the technology we covered in episodes 139 and 140. They're actually talking about the possibility of future Apple EarPods having EEG brain scanner readers in so it can sense your emotion and play you songs and podcasts automatically based on the choice of the artificial intelligence based on how you're actually feeling. So who knows? Maybe that's the direction they're going to take this in so they're intentionally trying to collapse this. I don't believe it's just some computer glitch that Apple isn't fixing because if just on my show which is a small show drops from 30 uh, 73% listenership down to 60 that means apple is losing customers and they wouldn't be doing that uh unless this was some kind of an intentional scam or scheme because these bug fixes would take their programmers about 3 minutes to uh fix all right it's it's not that it can't be fixed so i don't know what's happening the other thing i i've mentioned it in the past so if you notice on mike moore's thomas Payne podcast as as you probably have over the last year what he does is if he's recording a two or three hour podcast he breaks those up into four to six 30 minute segments and so when i uh started working with the Thomas Paine uh, crew over there, they showed me how to do this. They said to do it. It helps for a couple of reasons. One, it speeds up the load time of the podcast. The other thing is it allows us to put more ads into the show so we can make ad revenue and put food on the table. Uh, it was a little trick they were using over there. And it, and it does greatly increase ad revenue. So say, for instance, I'm, I usually do two-hour shows. Uh, just with my show, I think three hours is too much because I pack in so much information. I'll have your guys' heads exploding. You'll have to use duct tape to hold them together. Uh, so what I do is I take the two-hour show, I break it into four segments, and I label them. Like episode 140, part one, part two, part three, part four. And when Apple is working, it just automatically plays through those so you don't even notice that it's broken into segments. 
and we're able to make some additional ad revenue and actually put food on the table. Well, if Apple's player continues to not play those in order, I have to change gears. And if I put out the shows as one whole clip, my income gets lowered by 75%. I'm just being totally honest and transparent with you. I've said before, if podcasters are being honest, there's only a few ways to make money if you're truly independent. One is ad revenue on the public free side. That's the ads that you hear play between my planned commercial breaks. Sometimes they play, sometimes they don't. It all just depends on the ad server that we're a part of. All right, the other way is sponsorships. You hear Mike Moore doing some of those where he'll read an ad for a company. Um, Some of those I eventually am going to get into if I find companies, mom and pop companies I want to work with, but I don't want to read ads for my pillow and stuff like that. I just It doesn't fit my brand. Uh, I don't want to be hawking garbage to people and have you guys get mad at me for selling you stuff. Like, if I'm going to use my voice, my name, my brand, then it has to be products I truly like and I use. That's just how I am, the way I am. I'm not going to read uh, ads for banks and banking apps and all this nonsense. This is not going to happen. I'd rather be... Uh, helping people like Wide Awake Jim and other people that are guests on the show sell their products, stuff I believe in, stuff I'm investing in, stuff I'm using. So in the future, that's where I'll go with this. The third way is subscriptions. So right now, obviously, you can get the ad-free video version of this podcast over at pain.tv slash gold. So we, we make money on subscriptions. I have a deal with Mike, just total transparency. I get 50% uh, when you sign up over there, and you're getting the ad-free video version of my podcast and the Thomas Payne podcast and access to the Facebook-like mobile application and website where you can join the community of folks that came from Mike's show over there, the Painiacs, or my show, the Gold pillars and be able to learn and teach and start groups and communicate and argue do whatever you want over there it runs like uh, facebook uh, but it's completely independent and controlled by mike moore it's not built on top of facebook or any other big tech company platform so that's the third way to make money the fourth is merchandise uh and, and i come from graphic design i could make all kinds of t-shirts and everything else i just haven't put the time in to do it yet uh because there's a certain way i like my stores to work i built them for other podcasters i I just don't have the time and to be honest it's it's like not that profitable so to put in all the effort to make the designs and get all the different shirts up and then have to deal with it when the company doesn't ship them on time and you guys are complaining i just don't want that headache right now And then the fifth way is if you get big enough, you can go out and speak in public or do a live podcast show at a theater or something like that, which eventually I'd like to get there because I do want to preach the message that we are building here, living one foot in and one foot out of the matrix, understanding the history, the present, and the future of the matrix prison planet system. Uh, But I'm not there yet, and we're not ready for that yet. So the ad revenue is a big one on the public free side and if that gets cut by 75 percent as you know mike moore went through some headaches as well he lost a lot of revenue they just make it very difficult to fight the war against the technocrats on the technocrats battlefield obviously uh, they set up the roadblocks and the speed bumps and the constantina wire and everything else i mean they're putting up the barbed wire on the street so what are you going to do it is what it is so i had to take yesterday off and try to really go through this and figure out a game plan a business model moving forward how i'm going to make this work can i afford to go four or five months 
with putting the show out as entire uh, episodes instead of broken into segments while I try to build up a larger audience doing that. At the same time, before this headache uh, really became a major problem, I was in the process of building a landing page for this show that has links to be able to donate and subscribe to Pain TV and um, things of that nature and be able to find the podcast so it's got links to all the places where the podcasts are. So we're trying to get that up because then I can release my shows on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute, but I want to be able to plug that landing page so that new folks can find us a lot easier. And then moving forward, I know there's been an issue over at pain.tv slash gold where some folks were saying that when you watch the ad-free video version of this podcast or the Mike Moore Thomas Payne podcast, you cannot um, like start a video and then stop it and return to it in the same place. Now, I've built some pretty extensive websites for folks over the years. That's not an easy thing to do. And when you're using video services like Vimeo or Brightcove or others, they don't have that kind of functionality built in. It has to be tied into the website and your user account and then work through an API. I'm not going to get into all the details. So what we're working on here, and I had to put that on hold to deal with the Apple problem, is another site where we'll have our videos, the ad-free version and some premium content that we want to start doing, where you will be able to start the video, you know, shut the website, come back, and it's open back up in the same place. But it involves a lot of uh, technical ability and different software, and it costs money and everything. So I've just been building that slowly. And then once it's done, I'm going to share the tech with Mike Moore and see if he wants to transition over to that at pain.tv slash gold. you got to remember, folks, we're all small. We're all truly independent. We don't have a big backer. Uh, in the other part of podcasting and the influencer space, what a lot of people don't realize is some of these other folks out there uh, that build these big footprints really quickly. They have these websites that you look at and they would have cost fifty, dollars $100,000 for somebody to build. You say, where are they getting all that money off an audience of one or 2,000 people? Well, some of these guys are bad. All right, they get money uh, if they're on the conservative side from TPUSA. Some of these folks get money from Peter Thiel. Some of these folks get money from Steve Bannon. So they're actually controlled by a higher power. And so they're not relying on making money on ad revenue. Uh, sponsorships are really just gravy. So you have to put that um, you know, in the context. You say, well, these guys do it this way. Why aren't you doing it that way? Well, we're actually truly independent and we don't have to worry about steve bannon calling us and saying you're not allowed to talk about peter thiel or you're not allowed to talk about how uh, the trump administration gave a hundred million dollar contract to peter thiel's palantir to spy on people through the irs see if you're owned that's what happens i mean you guys are seeing a little of this in the wwe circus the war between Daily Caller and uh, Steven Crowder, right? And Crowder's saying, well, you guys bend over to the technocratic platforms and you're going to force me to self-censor. Some of that is for show, but the message uh, that he's spreading is actually real. They may be tainting it through this circus, which is the purpose, but in reality, that is what happens, all right? So when you go and you start putting your stuff out, I, as I am, on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute, you then have to comply with all of their rules. 
I mean, there are certain things I know I can't say on this show, so I do have to self-censor. Otherwise, I will completely disappear or they'll pull their ad revenue. Now, in some cases, I may self-censor. I figure out another way to tell you guys the message, but I would never plant fake information or intentionally or agree to protect somebody or not talk about a certain topic. And that's what happens when you go work for one of these networks where you're going to sell your soul to Bannon or Peter Thiel or one of these gatekeepers. And so that's what you're experiencing, folks. So when all of a sudden this Apple problem comes along, it hurts us greatly. And then you have to take the time to try to figure out a new business model, how you're going to resolve it at the same time you still have to produce content because if you just shut the show down for two weeks while you go work on a website you go build all this new marketing and you come up with a new model all of a sudden you come back and nobody's listening to you because there's really no more loyalty in this space people will just move on to the next podcast so i just wanted to make you guys aware of this i know of the problem i've been communicating back and forth with several of you i thank you very much for letting me know I'm on top of it. We're working on it between everything else. So I will keep you updated here. Folks, when I get back, we're going to finish up industrial society and its future. Uh, as I promised you, I hope you had a chance to lip, listen to episodes 139 and 140 on the EEG technology that was discussed at the World Economic Forum. Very important because they're about to roll this stuff out in the workplace. I found a lot more information on that, and in coming shows, we'll be talking about that. Right now, I won't be talking about anything because I'm going to take one of those short commercial breaks I just told you about. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, coming up, uh, we're going to be doing a short expose on the author of this paper, Industrial Society and Its Future. Uh, we're going to get into what's called the cycle of civilizations. I am going to do uh, some further shows on smart polls. Many of you are emailing me like crazy over at me at DustinGoldShow.com, letting me know that um, smart polls have been going up all around your cities and your suburbs, and they're just popping up. People are taking notice of this. So I appreciate you uh, letting me know. Send me pictures. And I'll see if I can start um, saving those, and I'll share them on the show. Wide Awake Jim has sent me like an entire portfolio of photos he's taking of all the new cell towers and all the new uh, smart poles going up. All the new smart street lights, smart lights going down the highways, cameras everywhere. So just start documenting that video or photo and sending it to me at me at com. I'll see on the landing page if I can create something where you can upload information to me. Uh, so this way we can share it easier 
on the show. Uh, we're also going to be getting into the Anthony Sutton book on the Federal Reserve. We're going to review that. It was recommended by Wide Awake Jim. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up, folks. And we're going to go further into the EEG helmets because I found a lot more information for you as that is a technology being rolled out now and you have to be armed with the information to uh, warn your friends and family and kids and grandkids. I mean, very important that you warn them of this. Uh, if people fall into this trap, folks, I just, I don't know how you get out of it. Uh, also, if you have an opportunity, I put it up as a bonus episode. It's not labeled as an episode number. And I went on Real World Witness with Chrissy Piccolo, a friend of mine. Uh, you know, her audience is more... Um, comes out of MAGA. Some of them still think Trump is going to save them. Uh, and so I went on there and uh, I did some Trump impression stuff. It was fun. And then I spit some knowledge. We talked about EEGs. I talked about this idea of exiting the system. I talked about technocracy. I talked about this new kind of pyramid I'm working on to show how the system works and how they're able to control the 99%. You know, all of us being in the 99% and then you have that top 1% that I look at broken into basically the 0.1% and then the 0.99%, right? And so I talked a little bit about that. I'll be shaping up some of these ideas over the coming episodes here at the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, let's uh, jump back in here to industrial society and its future. And if you remember, it's been a couple of episodes. We took a break for episode 139. So the last one was 138. Uh, and we're here over at paragraph 220. Just remember, this paper was written in 1995, 28 years ago. And the author is talking about how he does not believe this movement to fight back against the industrial technological system. That would be technocracy. He does not believe that an organized effort to fight the system and to drive people away from government and technology back to wild nature, which he explains is the only counter ideal to the ever-growing technological prison planet system. Uh, that would be wild nature to drive people back to that. He does not believe you can partner with leftists because, as he explains, that leftists just continue to uh, eat everything alive and it's all about power for them. All right, so we're going to jump into paragraph 220. That's uh, right where we left off. I'm not going to go backwards. Um, 220. Suppose you asked leftists to make a list of all the things that were wrong with society. And then suppose you insisted uh, every social change that they demanded, or sorry, instituted every social change that they demanded. It is safe to say that within a couple of years, the majority of leftists would find something new to complain about some new social evil to correct because once again the leftist is motivated less by distress at society's ills than by the need to satisfy his drive for power by imposing his solutions to society so what the author is talking about there is this leftist need to impose their will on everyone else uh, because of their lack of the power process they want to impose their will on everyone else so to try to partner with them he says would lead you down this path uh, that would bring you right back into the current system and we'll cover this 
in the Saul Linsky series that I started around Christmas and I'm going to get back to because I'm going to show you how this idea of uh, progressivism works in the community organizing sphere. And I'll show you how Alinsky is the one who sort of set this ideology into motion. Uh, I started that, but then one of the members of pain.tv slash gold reached out. He's someone I've spoken to on the phone for several hours, and he said that he's building a presentation he wants to share on this show, and it includes Alinsky, so he wanted me to lay off Alinsky until he came on. So I, I agreed to do that. Uh, I don't know what's happening, if he's ready or he's not ready. Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays, talks to him a lot. She's kind of his mentor. You know who you are out there. It's uh, J-Mal from Twitter. So uh, if he comes on soon, um, I'll lay off. If not, I've got to get back to Alinsky because it fits into this puzzle, and I need to show you guys these old documentaries featuring Alinsky. And it'll help you recognize uh, what we're up against, and it'll make more sense with what the author's talking about here. All right, paragraph 221. Because of the restrictions placed on their thoughts and behavior by their high level of socialization, many leftists of the over-socialized type cannot pursue power in the ways that other people do. For them, the drive for power has only one morally acceptable outlet, and that is in the struggle to impose their morality on everyone. Now, just uh, you could replace leftists with Ken and Karen if you want, because let's bring this into the modern day. Again, this was written in 95. And you look at the Kens and the Karens who automatically adopted the social engineering of the state. You know, they adopted the narrative spread by Fauci and others, and they ran around in the grocery stores. They were the ones yelling at you to pull up your mask, put on your mask. Oh, your mask is too low on your nose. It's got to be at the middle of the bridge of your nose. Don't bring it down over your chin. It can't be on your chin. It's got to be on your face. Then you pull, oh, it's too high on your face. It's too high because the airflow. You know, those are the people that he's talking about. They're trying to impose their morality on everyone. So all of a sudden, if you don't have on the mask or they find out you didn't get the jab then you want to kill grandma you're a murderer you don't care about anyone else they love everyone except they don't love you because you don't want to wear the mask and you don't want to follow the rules so if you don't follow the rules of the government and the state and the technocrats then you're an evil person and then they hate you even though they love everybody and they're trying to save grandma but if grandma doesn't want to wear a mask then grandma needs to die because she's a horrible terrible person and you're seeing a lot of this going on now this orchestrated uh, apology to Tour, even people like uh, Joe Rogan trying to push this, that all of a sudden we, the people who were not vaxxed, have to bend over and kiss the ring of the people that are because we have to love them, we have to bow down to them. They're just driving you right back into this pathway of bending over to the Kens and Karens and these brown shirts who were trying to force you to uh, be jabbed. But see, th this is exactly what the author's talking about. He breaks this down from a psychological standpoint. Let's continue. Paragraph 222. Leftists, especially those of the over-socialized type, are true believers in the sense of Eric Hoffer's book, The True Believer. 
But not all true believers are of the same psychological type as leftists. Presumably, a true-believing Nazi, for instance, is very different psychologically from a true-believing leftist. Because of their capacity for single-minded devotion to a cause, true believers are a useful, perhaps a necessary ingredient of any revolutionary movement. This presents a problem with which we must admit we don't know how to deal. We aren't sure how to harness the energies of the true believer to a revolution against technology. At present, all we can say is that no true believer will make a safe recruit to the revolution unless his commitment is exclusively to the destruction of technology. If he is committed also to another ideal, he may want to use technology as a tool for pursuing that other ideal. See paragraphs 200 and 201. So what the author is explaining here, folks, again... You and I aren't running around, you know, building some uh, revolutionary army that's going to run around with pitchforks and torches and muskets. This is an ideological battle. It's an ideological war to try to wake people up to the dangers of the technocratic system. Show them that you cannot separate the good and the bad of technology because technology is designed It is created for the purpose of ending human freedom and humanity altogether. I brought up some examples in the interview with Chrissy Piccolo that you can check out. I talked a little bit about this. So it's very important here to uh, understand what he's saying, that if you're going to try to actively recruit, let's say, true believers, they have to be true believers of your idea of reducing the footprint of the technocratic system. But if they're going to start to talk about utilizing technology to bring their beliefs to fruition, you know, then you end up back in the same place. Uh, Again, this is a careful balance. We're starting to think this out. I'll talk more about it in other shows because I'm not advocating that you just pack your suitcase and go live in the woods under a garbage bag. Uh, I just don't think that's realistic. Most people don't want that. Uh, If people do, they can just do it. You don't have to force everyone else to do it. But the idea of starting to reduce the footprint of technology, I think, is something that most people can grasp onto, especially when you deal with these situations like the Apple podcast player not working. Or, for instance, my mother-in-law just heard from a few of her friends in Poland whose bank accounts were hacked and money was stolen. That's happening all over the place. Uh, Myself, personally, I believe it's orchestrated collapse of the third industrial era to push us into central bank digital currencies, to push us into EEG headsets, etc., etc. So when people start to see their accounts being hacked, the solution is let's work backwards and get away from the banks. It's not let's go forwards and adopt more technology. Paragraph 223, some readers may say, quote, this stuff about leftism is a lot of crap. I know John and Jane who are leftist types, and they don't have all these totalitarian tendencies, end quote. It's quite true that many leftists, possibly even a numerical majority, are decent people who sincerely believe in tolerating others' values up to a point and wouldn't want to use high-handed methods to reach their social goals. 
Our remarks about leftism are not meant to apply to every individual leftist, but to describe the general character of leftism as a movement. And the general character of a movement is not necessarily determined by the numerical proportions of the various kinds of people involved in the movement. And you've seen the author do this throughout the piece. He's doing what I do, really. He's trying not to offend so many folks that he drives everyone away from the movement. So he's trying to clarify there that he doesn't mean all leftists. Okay, he's saying he's talking about the uh, ideology sort of in generalities, trying to explain to someone like you who may want to go try to recruit uh, friends of yours to join in this movement. The movement is just what I say the beginning, starting to take the smart products out of your house, take the Amazon ring cameras down, start to maybe try to take technology out of your personal life, only use it for your business life. That is the beginning of this. Start to remove video games from your house, wean your kids and grandkids off them. If you play, try to start to wean yourself off of them. Because it doesn't end with the video game. The next thing is the AR VR headset, EEG in your head, brain scanning you. They tell you they're going to make this game interact with you whenever you're feeling different emotions. The brain scanner can read your brain and then it'll adapt the game and you'll be inside a choose your own adventure video game. That's the beginning of the metaverse matrix system, like the total digital side of the slave planet so just think about this stuff i'll be right back ladies and gentlemen this is dust to go with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 